Warning, this channel features depictions of murder and violent crimes. Viewer discretion is advised. It was the stench of rotting flesh and the sight of thousands of flies that erupted the East Dallas neighborhood of Lake Highlands in early November 1989. After five weeks of rotting, David and Glenda Goodman were found necrotted in their ritualistic fashion in their one-story home. To start the story, we have to talk about Terry Hoffman. Terry Hoffman was born and raised in Fort Stockton, Texas in 1938. Terry was born into poverty and by age nine was sent to a Lutheran orphanage. She was adopted two years later. In 1953, Terry married truck driver John Wilder. They had three children together, Kathy, Kenneth, and Virginia. This was between 1954 and 1963. For what we know, Terry and John Wilder struggled over finances, and really just raising children in general. Through this, Terry struggled with her mental state and had a psychological evaluation and subsequent stay at Parkland Hospital in 1971. Despite this, Terry was awarded custody of Kathy in 1971 and divorced John. Terry had become interested around this time in metaphysics, meditative hypnosis, silver mind control, and the work of clairvoyant Edgar Cayce. Fast forward to 1974, Terry began conducting private consultations, mostly built out of followers that Terry polarized in the 60s using these methods. The same followers would create the blueprint for her movement known as the conscious development of the mind, body, and soul. Her movement was successful, really. She incorporated her love for her movement and paired that with a business model, like most leaders do. To raise money, she opened a jewelry business, which used her followers as workers, and instructed those same followers to buy her jewelry. Self-fulfilling prophecy for Terry. By the mid-1970s, her message brought weekly crowds, over a hundred some days, and her message was being printed, and really, she was just killing it in the ratings. Everyone was talking about her message, and really what it felt like to be in the presence of a self-proclaimed saint. Terry's message... Well, <laughs> let's talk about Terry's message. This shit gets real. Terry believed and proclaimed she was the reincarnation of St. Teresa of Avila. She believed her and her inner circle waged a war against the Black Lords on several planes. In this, their twelve masters, which included Jesus and other gods. During her sessions, she instructed her followers to reject critical thought and all negative energies, as those energies could be fatal, which to me shows she would go to any lengths to hypnotize her followers or even silence them, really by any means necessary. Her belief is that she could heal, talk to gods, and really could see all possible outcomes, past, present, and future. Obviously, this is insane and really gaslit hundreds of followers into the idea that death was not to be feared and rebirth would set them free. So, let's talk about her later 70s activities. During all this time in which the conscious dev cult was rising, Terry had married her second husband, Glenn Cooley. Not much is known to what exactly happened between Glenn and Terry to push this, but in 1976, Glenn chose to file for divorce and leave the cult. 
Good. Bye, boy. Good for you. But this is where things get crazy. In February 1977, five days after the divorce was finalized, and Glenn Cooley would be found dead. An OD on Valium and Librium. Not long after, Terry produced Glenn's last will, naming her her successor and sole beneficiary. What's even more fucked is that she used this death as leverage that the blackboards were poisoning or thinning the blood of the cult and were advancing. This spike in their holy war led to bloodletting and ritualistic use of drugs, which sometimes forced on upon their members, which really led to many leaving the cult, really just in fear for their lives. Shortly after Glenn's death, she remarried. Her third husband, Ben Johnson. This is again short-lived, and this ended in divorce in 1980. Terry chose to move the cult to Chicago, and opened Conscious Perfume Oils International. During this time of expanse and conscious development, the movement lost multiple members to tragic suicides and accidents. The first of these tragedies began with Sandra Cleaver. Sandra was Terry's accountant and secretary. In February 1979, Sandra took her daughter Susan DeVoe Cleaver. They went on a vacation together. But they went camping. Really, it was rafting. Sandra and Susan were really not on the best of terms. Sandra didn't want Susan to be around her. She felt Susan was evil and projected evil thoughts and energies. And it was infecting her energies. Despite this, Sandra and Susan went rafting together. Tragically, Susan was pulled under the water and she drowned. It's tragic and horrible most important thing to know about this and really about Susan is that her death is still to this day considered by many as unsolved. She was 14 and the nature of this death paired with Sandra's illusion that her daughter was demonic still questions as a motive for this tragic accident. Shortly after Susan's death, Chuck Cleaver obtained the 14-year-old's will. It was detailed in her will that the sum of $125,000 from her trust fund was to be transferred to conscious development. This is, of course, 100% against tax and law. As a 14-year-old can't have a last will. Uh, however, Sandra... Sandra took out a life insurance policy in the sum of $300,000 and donated that sum to conscious development. In addition... The title of her home was also transferred to Terry Hoffman. Sandra continued to pay Terry to live in the home that she owned. Tragically, in 1981, Sandra committed a murder-suicide by driving herself and her keeper, Louise Watson, over a mountain. Three months before this, both women notarized their wills, naming Terry as their sole beneficiary. Sandra's brother, Kroom Beatty, contested the will, and Terry faced charges of fraud. Eventually, they settled out of litigation for some undisclosed. On behalf of Hoffman, during this, four of her members in conscious development defended Terry in open court. Three of these members would eventually commit suicide. 
with this reputation of suicide and violence and drug use and ritualistic death, Conscious Development's credibility began to wither. And in the next episode, we'll talk about Conscious Development's CIA delusion, a missing fortune. We'll talk about that infamous Dallas day where the Goodmans were found dead in their own home, while Terry walks free. Join us next time on Autopsy Cult. If you like this podcast, please stay tuned for my YouTube, as well as a lot of other content that we are planning on this channel. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast and the subsequent videos. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll see you in the next video.